The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome. To the world of generational ethics. In a moment, you will meet someone who will take you on a life-changing journey. Join us as we discover a worldview that is beyond cultural reasoning. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Stephen Finney, the host of Generational Ethics. We are so glad that you've taken the time to listen to the Generational Ethics Broadcast Show. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your host today. Today we're going to be exploring four primary issues relating to this particular generation. Identity, worldview, motivations, and view of faith and church. Every single generation needs to have a clear, solid, biblical worldview when it comes to these four areas. Most Gen Zers today have no clue how to defend their faith. I want to start our broadcast by having you listen to a dialogue between two people. This piece of Audio is brought to you by Impact 360. It is a ministry that has an outreach to the youth of today. And our ministry is very supportive of Impact 360. They have quality training and teaching to Gen Z and many others who take the time to listen to the worldview issues between faith, church, and the world. Listen now. Okay, so I heard you're a Christian? Yes, the rumors are true. Well, I'm glad you found something that works for you. Well, it doesn't just work for me. Christianity is actually true. It describes reality. Yeah, okay, it's true for you, but it's not true for everyone. And don't you think everyone has a right to believe whatever they want to believe? Yeah, people should choose their own beliefs. I'm all for that. But that doesn't mean that everyone's beliefs are true. Whoa, don't you think that's a little narrow-minded? Well, that's the way truth is. It's narrow and exclusive. Maybe for you. It is for everybody. Two plus two equals... Four. Right, but you just excluded lots of numbers. See, that doesn't mean you're narrow-minded. It means the truth is narrow, because it excludes all the answers that are not true. Okay, that works for math, but not for personal beliefs. My philosophy professor says there's two kinds of truth. There's absolute truth, like back in the dark ages, if something was true, it was objectively true for everybody, everywhere, all the time. But now he says we're enlightened, and we know there's no such thing as absolute truth. 
Is it absolutely true that there's no absolute truth? Absolutely. And the other kind of truth is where each individual creates his or her own reality. That's called relative truth. And does your relative truth apply to me too? Huh? Is the relative truth you've created true for everyone or just you? Oh, relative truth applies to everyone, everywhere. So, relative truth is absolutely true? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look, with so many beliefs out there, you can't just go around believing that your belief is right. Hmm. Is your belief that you shouldn't believe your belief is right? Right? Yeah. If you go around saying that Christianity is absolutely true, it makes people who disagree with you feel bad. It's a form of oppression. It's hate speech. And that's why our campus has all those safe spaces. Let me get this straight. If our beliefs are different, that means I'm oppressing you, I hate you, and you're not safe? Uh, pretty much. Oh, come on. Are you feeling oppressed right now? Well, no. I just think people shouldn't express their personal beliefs. Dude, you're expressing your personal belief that expressing a personal belief is wrong. Well, let's not make value judgments like right and wrong. So saying an idea is right or wrong is wrong, right? You're right, it's wrong. Telling someone they're wrong is just not right. Uh, right. It's what's known as intolerance, and that's one thing society should never ever put up with. Intolerance. Yeah, like, okay, for example, you Christians always say that Jesus is the only way. That's about as intolerant as you can get. Lots of people aren't Christians. Just think how it makes them feel. But it's a fact that Jesus made the exclusive claim that he was the only way to God. That's just your opinion. No, really, I didn't make it up. It's a historical fact that he made that claim. The earliest first century biographies document that Jesus said he was the door to heaven. He also said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Well, then if Jesus made that claim, then he was intolerant. Wait a sec. If your doctor tells you that one and only one particular medicine will cure your disease, do you tell her she's being narrow-minded and intolerant? No. This is the same thing. Jesus is saying that he's the one thing that all of us need. So you're saying I have to believe this? No, you can decide to believe whatever you want. That's your call. But you can't change the historical fact that Jesus made this huge claim about himself. So I'm entitled to my own opinions? Yeah, but you're not entitled to your own facts. None of us are. Jesus made the claim, and it's either true or false. How you evaluate that claim is entirely up to you. My philosophy professor never talked about this stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. Tolerance doesn't mean that we have to agree. In fact, you can't tolerate people you agree with because you agree with them. There's nothing to tolerate. Huh, I never thought of that. Tolerance means that you disagree with someone, but you still give them the right to be wrong. Okay, wow, this is cool. Do you have time for coffee? Let's see if we can tolerate each other some more. Sounds good. For people today, particularly the millennial generation and Gen Z, find it very difficult to be able to explain their faith to a pluralistic world that seems to be intolerant of a biblical worldview. It's actually stated that 96% of Generation Y, which are the millennials, and Generation Z openly admit to being intolerant of a biblical worldview. Now that is a scary statistic. For 
each of us to be able to explain our faith, as in the dialogue that you just heard, becomes absolutely critical. Barna Group has conducted a study on the generations. In fact, they've been doing it for three decades, 30 years worth. So we're going to be talking about the boomers, which were born between 1946 and 1964. Gen X was born between 1965 and 1983. The millennials were born between 1984 and 1998. And that leaves us with Gen Z, born from 1999 to present. So much of our podcast is going to be focused directly toward the youth of Gen Z, with a special emphasis being placed upon the ages of 13 through 19. And the reason why we're going to do this is because it's very difficult to gather statistics on a six-year-old. How do you ask a six-year-old how they would explain their faith to those who do not believe in any kind of religion or faith. So this is why we're going to be gathering statistics primarily on ages 13 through 19. The first thing that we have to realize is that we are living in a post-Christian era. In fact, there are many researchers that have labeled this particular era that we are living in as the post-truth era or post-church era. The reason they are giving this particular label to the times that we are living in today is because society is no longer based upon the church beliefs. For example, if you take 1942, whether you were a Christian or not, or truly indwelt by Jesus Christ, or not, people outside of the church would definitely say adultery was a sin. People outside the church would say that many of the behaviors that don't match the church would say they were sinning. That's because the church age had a direct impact upon the overall society. This age, the church age, no longer exists. And this is why we have the present generation saying that it is not a sin to be a homosexual. It is not a sin to have relationships, sexual relationships, in fact, with those that you choose to be safe. There's no moral guideline that lines up or is compared to what the church age stated as a sin. And this is where we are living today. It has created a serious crisis in regard to the moral ethics that we are faced with. Keep this in mind. Power and deception are birthed through an established culture that uses its self-governed words or rhetoric to sell its assumptive conclusions to a naive individual or generation who has no formal worldview. That is the most vulnerable generation. 
that the world has ever faced today. Also keep in mind, a true biblical worldview is viewing the world through the eyes of the living God. And this is done by way of placing His Son within the born-again believer. And you can find that in 1 Corinthians 2.16. This worldview is proven by time, generational, revelation, and that is the church beliefs being passed down from generation to generation, literally influencing its culture or society. It is also general revelation, which is creation-based. And of course, special revelation is the Word of God. All this being proved through historical documentation, as our two cartoon figures explained to us a few minutes ago. Now, Gen Z's worldview is viewing the world through the assumptive beliefs based on individualized pluralistic beliefs, which evolve from the acceptance of their inclusive culture. Here we find our dilemma. A pluralistic society is the greatest enemy of the true church today. While it is the greatest blessing for the world of education and marketing, the basic definition of pluralism is relating to or advocating a system in which two or more states, groups, principles, religions, sources of authority coexist by way of unity of mind. Gen Z statistics has made it clear that their primary conviction is that Various religions, ethnic, racial, political groups should be allowed to thrive in a single society. This is formed through the acceptance of individual gods, leaders, as relevant and real to their peers. The motive is birthed through placing relationships over that of absolute truth, basically meaning that the Zers choose friendship, over the church's traditional beliefs of monotheistic doctrines, which is relating or characterized by the belief that there's only one God. And this deluded ideology has become the greatest threat to the foundational doctrines of the Old and New Testaments, traditional generational ethics. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.